Another Thursday, another Thigh Gap podcast. Isn't that a nice feeling? Welcome everyone once again to the eighth episode of the Thigh Gap podcast. My name is Bogus Noog and with me is my co-host Bing Brute. Wow, what a singy-songy introduction. How's you, how are you doing, Brute? I'm doing the just amazing. Uh, I have had a lot of Red Bull and also I had two, three biryanis in the last four months. And uh, it is very amazing, yes. Brilliant. I'm sure everyone was thankful for that extra piece of information. Um, good to be back uh, with you guys for another episode. I'm sure you're happy as well. Did you guys know, by the way, that you could also follow us on social media? We are at ThighGap on Twitter. We are underscore ThighGap on Instagram. And we also have a page on Facebook. Yeah. But following that second part of humor episode, because it's such, it was such a long topic, uh, such yeah. a huge topic, that I know that Bo, uh, Brute and myself, we could just go on for days. Uh, on it's, that, close, it's a topic close to our heart. Close like, to we our are, heart. We, yeah, we are invested in the yeah. whole pursuit of humor. Yeah. So you can expect more parts, actually, because it's, it's an incomplete conversation. Yeah. And so basically... This was the time around uh, when, you know, MTV and Channel V were getting a more Indian sort of presence and content. And just, we were not just looking at the international channel anymore. We were seeing Indianized content and people, faces. And this was the time when, uh, you know, Cyrus Brocha was coming up. Oh, my God. As He's my God. Well, yeah. And I, I, I want to go more into Cyrus especially you know don't go deep into cyrus no no he might not like it why no, are you always not. going into people no 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 uh nothing that would bring him discomfort oh. of any kind you know i apologize for misconstruing your meaning yeah yeah um the statement rather so misconstruing but um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, when that was happening, when Cyrus Brocha was coming up as a VJ, and I was just a student, my situation was that I was just, I had just started looking into stand-up comedy and comedians, so I was just getting exposed to, oh, George Carlin. This know, was when you were in your 11th? In my, yeah, 10th, 11th, uh, not 10th, 11th standard, 11th, 12th standard, because I was in a boys hostel until my 10th, so I didn't really have that much of an exposure. Hmm. you know into these things so when i came out and i started learning about the whole art of stand-up comedy and these greats like george carlin and richard pryor and dave chappelle and all these people mitch hedberg how did you watch this stuff back then like what was your source was it you you got them in tv channels like no online you had internet back then yeah how rich were you dude what I mean, it, internet, like everyone else had internet, you know, like whatever the dial-up modem or whatever technology was going on in the beginning. That's about it, you know. And that that was pretty common, actually. Sabko internet neta bogus. No, I'm not saying sabko tha. I'm saying that was the time when I guess what drove it was in that household, there were kids who were in school or in that age. You know, so... 
in some families it became a kind of thing where okay chalo we'll get a computer because it's they can uh, play games and keep them busy then breaking not, things at home no it's not just games it's you know even in the curriculum you oh yeah those multimedia series that we used to get yeah in right? oh. uh, encyclopedias yeah and yeah and in students curriculum itself it started out that you have programming languages that is when the whole hobby of reading died uh i think even before that it was not i think more or less yeah but we are digressing like always you were talking about cyrus brocha i want to hear from you about cyrus brocha yeah yeah so when cyrus was coming up and about he was so different and he still is he still is a uh, very different was man was about to correct you has a place for himself and his leagues apart and he's just so fast off the cuff yeah. and his brain works in weird ways you know yeah. so i was like kind of taken aback uh, by suddenly seeing a na- namuna of this kind right you know among mm-hmm. the whatever else was available right and around the same time you had two other people coming up as uh, video jockeys that was ranveer shore and uh, vinay patak ho oh, i thought you would say ran oh, pranab roy and that tandan fellow from dd dd news oh my god <laughs> i thought those that was the definition of vjs no 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 so yeah ranveer shore and vinay patak what immediately you could make out was a of course they had really good chemistry hmm. but they were very funny and they were very quick as well yeah uh, and for me those kind of things happening uh, in close proximity to each other it led me to believe and i think i'm not alone here but it led me to believe that holy shit this whole thing is just taking off you know like there's a bubble to burst out there something perhaps. just burst and these people came yeah. out of the woodwork and if it's going to start with people like saris brocha and ranveer and vinay huh then where is it going to go because i was still in my 11th standard i thought by the time i get to the working age after my education is done by then it would have really Blown. in terms of quality yeah you know in terms of quality we could really uh have reached the next the next level right right because the reason why i mentioned i was catching up with uh, western contemporary comics or you know the greats of past as well like kalin i was just getting exposed to all of that simultaneously i was seeing something in the indian context that was not just an imitation yeah it was it was like raw original raw original and it was indianized right you know it was coming uh, not as a completely um inspired or it's not a rip off influenced uh, yeah. thing like like a rip off yeah it's not like that because and i get that also right i'm yeah. sorry i'm butting in because you're yeah. boring me yeah go ahead at that point right there were too many tv comedy shows also otherwise right mm-hmm. which were like a direct rip off of western comedy shows like zaban sawal ke was a direct rip off of you know mind, mind your language, language yeah. uh yes prime minister was a prime minister g or farooq sheik and another yeah. person used to come and uh, then you had you had quite a few which actually kind of like like a direct replication yeah and i i get that because i was i was exposed to these guys i probably at the fag end of when they were vjing mm-hmm. right cyrus i was more of the nikhil shinappa you know yeah, the yeah, shanaz yeah. Yeah. cyrus saukar yeah, right Saukar. those guys and uh, and al- also we are all pretty you know 
we are all aware of the whole uh, MTV V channel rivalry, right? Yeah. They were always trying to get one guy better than the other, getting yeah. more eyeballs, blah blah blah. So I understand that that yes, Cyrus made uh, for me. By the way, I didn't explain this, but for me, even till date, mm-hmm. probably one of the best comic minds that India has mm-hmm. is Cyrus Cyrus Brocha. Undoubtedly, improvisational, yeah. Improvisational, like on the spot, on the spot conversational quick... comedy, situational comedy. His, like you said, the speed at which he comes, uh, comes at you. Yeah, it completely takes you aback, right? And a shout out to Cyrus' ka podcast also. He has a podcast, been going on for quite some time. <laughs> we are as if like yeah, podcast. he should. It's like we scratch his back, he scratch our back, right? So hopefully, at some point, he will. You know, he might also give us a shout out. That guy's but back is so huge. If he scratches, I don't think he that's why he takes two it. people to scratch his complete back. Yeah. Okay. But but yeah, coming back for me, Cyrus was one of the first Indian guys mm-hmm. who kind of showed that yeah, this, you can do this. Yeah. You can do VJing. You can do hosting. You can do like a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, Vinay Patak and Ranveer Shore are more of actors for me. Okay. Uh, more than the VJs because I didn't probably see a lot of VJing of those guys. Yeah. I saw it in glimpses, but you know I didn't understand By VJing so much. By the time so you started much. watching it, they were already out. Already out, yeah, or yeah. they were phasing out. They're probably. Phasing out. Yeah, yeah. Right. I but I did watch the sketches, mm-hmm. the sketches that only both of them used to do, mm-hmm. and some of the uh, you know the guest artists were uh, Suresh Manan was one who would yeah. frequently come. Then there was uh, Saurabh Shukla who probably would jump in once in a while. Yeah, yeah. And there were a few others who I can remember faces, but I can't figure out the name. Uh, but yeah, I I remember them as doing sketches, right? Yeah, I think the sketch show was called the Great Indian Comedy Show. Uh, I know the name, but I don't. I have not watched it actually, so I need to go back and check it out because I think it would be good. Like the names that you just threw. Oh, out. they're they're very funny. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, see, it is like the raw raw comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like which you didn't expect, and see, yeah. you're. I mean, my understanding of comedy back then was either the old Telugu movies, which was where you know there are veterans who would you know perform comedy, yeah, or it was the Johnny Livers, right? Right. Who at at the peak, I don't remember anybody on par with Johnny Liver mm-hmm. as a comic actor. Mm-hmm. You probably had a Kadir Khan, we probably had a Govinda. Uh, who is a hero but they were not comic characters in itself right mm-hmm. even in movies like bazigar which is supposed to be this suspense thriller movie mm-hmm. you only had johnny liver as a comic relief yeah right and he did he does a great job by the way but yeah i'm digressing as usual so mm-hmm. cyrus when that was happening i th- i thought uh, this shit was blowing off and it was going to hit the roof by the time i come to employable age and i was really encouraged by what i saw because i thought it was going to take longer actually to be very frank i thought okay we just got exposed to these channels like star tv bbc all these things were just starting out because cable tv was right it was new for us just starting it was out. only dd and yeah. dd metro no one had watched friends at that point of time so all that was going to come down the line and when i was getting exposed to all these great comedians from the us and uh, uk etc seeing something similar just pop off so fast and it's if it's not trying to be something it is just its own original thing and it is funny and it is indian it was really encouraging but then what happened is they left the scene and they left us 
I mean, like orphan childs of comedy. It just, and it's not just those guys. Those are just examples, by the way. I, I don't want anyone thinking that. Okay, we think these are the only ones. No, the, we're just picking three examples of other people also who are similar, who had a similar effect. Is when for some reason they left the scene to right. do other things. it created such a lull that we haven't really able to we haven't been able to coop up it that. was like calvin and hobbs stopping like the creator of calvin and hobbs bill watterson yeah bill watterson mm-hmm. like he stopped making calvin and hobbs anymore he, yeah. right and then i remember a quote from one of the well, newspapers where we'd be uh, exaggerating a little bit too much to compare these guys no no bill it's watterson. it's a distant analogy yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm just trying to uh, compare it with how one of the newspapers uh, kind of uh, described that right mm. where they stopped uh, printing calvin and hobbs in the paper the exact quote if i am not wrong is it has created a void which can never be filled I when mean, they stopped uh, printing yeah, that illustration that is true for because it's something like calvin and hobbs it is such a high quality thing yeah uh, this is not as high but it still it was very good for the time that it came out the timing right and the uh, the the year or the time frame you guys understand what i mean um it was the start of a generation if you if it, you and it started so strongly yeah you it, know, it started, started in, i mean they took all the right steps yeah right? it started strong it started original it showed real promise and it was encouraging but then what happened god only knows like there was a lull and now There still is. Not only has the quality not been able to match up to that, but it's also gone in a completely different direction altogether. And for some reason, that language or that communication or the way jokes were communicated earlier back then, it is so different to what we are observing now. And now, what I observe is because also a factor it could be that it is still in the infancy, the comedy, the stand-up circuit, and at least when it was in the inf- infancy. there was a lot of comedians doing that tag or the callback like one yeah. guy came and did a good callback everybody goes everybody is like okay starting of my act i'm going to mention something like chudiya or banana or whatever yeah. end of the thing there are literally video clips where stand up comics mention the same word and they are looking at the audience they like they're raising their eyebrows and like ah ah and they're actually <laughs> waiting for applause and then people are like oh he said the same word bro let's clap for this shit <laughs> you know it's so funny it's like that's not but also but that's bogus, what happens yeah what you need to what we also have to take into consideration mm-hmm. is in the due course of time right yeah the whole concept of vjing died yeah right in the sense the whole concept of talk show kind of took over I it mean, was no more like vjing <coughs> excuse me Uh, it was no more like vjing right i yeah. mean who was the last vj that you remember who's actually as popular or who got some eyeballs i can't think of anybody beyond jose and jose also came in when the whole music channels were dying out yeah i mean like the, v v channel became like some soap opera star plus or something the music channels are no longer music channels yes so that's why we just went out the window and uh, which is okay it's fine but as long as they get to do that elsewhere in their own medium but that never happened you know that that's one bone i i've got to, i've always had to pick with cyrus which you disagreed with 
which i also agree with that which initially so what is the disagreement here okay is the agreement to disagree or what no, is no 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 i'm getting to that i'm getting to that so initially i one of my bones that i had to pick with cyrus was that he never got into stand up but it took me a while to understand he shouldn't exactly he doesn't have to i agree uh, it took me a while to understand okay this is not really his thing he's not uh, in that um, you know his stand up shows would have gotten the same complaint that we are getting as a podcast host right oh yeah they will be like why is this stand up show so long why is it like 3 hours because cyrus has the ability to like rip off on like even if he has an audience of just 3 people mm. right i feel he's got this incredible ability to like yeah. just keep ripping them off for 3 4 hours yeah so that invalidates my grouse because i agree right. now i see why no stand up and i don't want any more stand up from him i don't even want him to try but the current grouse that i have with him is about his podcast you know i've heard a few episodes of his podcast and it's just cyrus being cyrus yep. which is always good yep, which is fantastic uh but for the life of me i could never understand and this podcast that he has a lot of people do listen to it and it is in the 500 uh, of episode episode, episode episodes yeah. that's going on i mean it's in the 500s you know he has done more than 500 episodes of this podcast how the hell or why the hell did not they do uh, did they not do a video podcast spoken english classes keep attending them properly bogus yeah i mean make some sentences that make sense i mean usually if you sit down to talk for a while it's bound to happen it's like i said it's not a first language who gives a fuck you know so why the hell they uh why the hell they never did a video podcast or why why are they not doing it now like it doesn't take a lot to take a corner of a room because that's what the rich la comedians are doing which is so ridiculous which is they take one corner of a room Yeah. and you know they just paint uh, this side or something that side that side I'm sure he does video podcast let me just I don't think so keep, keep engaging the audience I just make a quick check yeah yeah because even if he does a video podcast I'm not because I saw one episode like that the video quality was bad the positioning was bad it was just the lighting was not good so I don't understand like because it is Cyrus Brocha you know like he and if you if you say he's funny if you say he has a thing like his strength i mean look at podcast because the medium was just made for him i think well i okay the two things i i'll counter that with two things sure. okay two of my understanding first of all we don't know at what priority cyrus has his podcast at okay it might be an afterthought he has the week that wasn't okay mm-hmm. he has his whole corporate hosting shows that he does mm-hmm. right and let's be honest there is economics attached to it so which gives him the best money which is his cash cow we don't know correct so so that part i would not comment of why he is not focusing more on podcast whereas no, no. he can he is clearly focusing on it because he has done more than 500 episodes dude yeah so it can be an afterthought do you see how long the week that wasn't has been going on that is it's a clear impl- uh, revenue stream right so Someone so the podcast might be something that is that is his you know that's his way of fulfilling what he wants to voice out but you see the stand up comedians a few of them of today you know 
they all these please do not put wait, them on the same the comparison point, it's not i'm not even comparing how do you know i'm don't prepared? get angry with me i can also get angry okay yeah exactly like how do you know where i'm going before i even go there because i'm distant relative of nostradamus yeah so what i was saying was the stand up comedians of today right they they just put a regular dslr camera on a tripod stand you just turn it on the camera the quality is great it costs nothing Now Dude. the thing is wait 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 okay finish o- output i'm saying it costs nothing to get that output and also if you have it's not that he has to sit and edit it himself you know there's people helping the podcast in its current form so obviously someone can help with the editing and output of that in its current form and all you have to do is just make sure the lighting is good and it looks decent and that's that's about it just if you keep that's how joe rogan's podcast got so big it got big after like 400 500 or 600 episodes you know it took for it for that to get big and this is Cyrus we're talking about i think podcast as a medium is made for him if he just um if he just goes into it you know revenue stream will start like how joe rogan now is making money with podcast so much we have the numbers in terms of audience so if you get the audience it will go you know sponsorships will come and because end of the day we know it's Cyrus you know I'm only saying it because of that because it is Cyrus at the end of the day. I mean he's the king for this medium for I feel. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. First thing. As a South India Fans Association president of Cyrus Brocha, mm-hmm. I take offense on his behalf for the fact that you are giving him tips. I'm not see again. Okay. I'm not giving No tips. no no let me complete. Hello. Mm-hmm. You I gave you time to speak no? Mm-hmm. I wasted 7 minutes of my time okay. listening to you. Okay? That is number 1. Number 2 okay now because you're going into the behavioral science or the capability science of uh, what Cyrus Brocha is you're talking about a guy okay who comes in his shorts and t-shirts who's not worried about what his output is who's purely showcasing his intelligence or his capability let's not even go deep as intelligence his capability why is it so hard for you to believe that maybe he is not doing it for the economics of it or revenue stream of it but he is doing it as a thing where he can vent out it's like and he just wants to share it out it's as simple as that why can't it be that simple thing for you that is number that's like the first part of it now the second part of it that i was telling which was the second point is you know he might be john snow he might be the guy who doesn't you know he might be good at something but maybe that is not something that he wants to do so he's doing sketch writing so he's doing you know the week that wasn't or hosting or whatever it is because in podcast there are challenges let's let's be honest right there are challenges there are no takers in the first place right and cyrus brocha unfortunately is probably from whoever i've spoken to right he doesn't come in the top 100 list of favorite comics of india of the indian audience which is a sad state of affairs people don't know cyrus brocha that's cl- that's what i'm trying to get at that's my point yeah so maybe he's he knows his niche he knows his audience and he's not worried he's not playing the game of the stand up comedians who are aiming for like 15 million views or 20 million views and all he's playing a different game altogether okay that's my take right i mean mm-hmm. that's how i understand him and i get it I get it that he's playing it for himself. He's not there in any competition. He's not he, he he's not he doesn't need to be in a race. He's done it all. He set the platform for all these idiots to like no sorry, not idiots like ninkum poops to like basically perform, right? 
<clears throat> I'm not taking anything away from the contemporary stand-ups. But I'm saying maybe stand-up in itself or podcast or any medium. When you are at the level of Cyrus, right? You have the, the command to choose how you want to go about stuff. So yes, it might, you might want to see him in a different... It's like asking, why doesn't Shah Rukh Khan do like a horror movie? Yeah, no, I don't want anything from Shah Rukh Khan. But, no, I'm uh, saying, say if yeah. one fan of Shah Rukh Khan who has a complaint that Shah Rukh Khan doesn't do horror movies, he has to do horror movies. Why is why does it matter? It's your villain which that you want to see a person in a certain way because you think that he's good at it. What about that person in itself, his consideration? He his has his own choice. His matters the most. Yeah, so his choice... There's no arguing against... I'm not arguing against that. His so his choice is clear. His choice is podcast is... This is where... Po- maybe... And see, even I'm not putting my money on it. But if Cyrus can answer... Cyrus Brocha, if you can help us out in clearing this debate, why don't you <laughs> make video podcast for the sake of this yeah, idiot right. bogus noob to understand where you come from? If you can just, you know, comment or DM us on... at Thigap, on Insta at underscore thigap on Instagram or probably tweet us at thigap. We will be very happy. True, true story. Should ask him to follow also. Why did he stop there? Like, no, no, it's too big. He's too busy, bro. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying, but it's a different example in this case because we are talking about someone who has done 500 episodes, more than 500 episodes of a podcast, which means. What I want to infer from that is at least he must be having fun doing it, right? And he might be only looking at the fun aspect. Okay, fine. If you're having fun doing it, it's great. But what is how? Uh, what is the argument uh, against monetizing what you're having fun doing? And you're obviously, you're really good at it. And you're doing it already. And it's it doesn't cost that much to, you know, really get the output. And I get that as a person, he doesn't worry about certain things. And that should not change. But he's at a stage where he can have he can have he can worry people. about those things. <laughs> no, he can have other people worry about it for him. You know, he doesn't have to worry about that. But it is him. Let at someone the end else of the take day. care of it. Fair enough. This conversation you know, will never end. The overall intent of what I was saying about um, all of this was more of its feedback from, I guess, one fan. You know, and I think I have a feeling that I'm not alone. Uh, not about uh, the whole podcast thing, but about how we felt when we first saw these guys pop up uh, into the Okay, scene. then explain me this. And then how it changed after that. Okay, explain me this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Ranveer Shore, or for the matter of fact, Vinay Pathak, yeah. didn't come into the stand-up gig? Didn't continue the sketch comedy? See, again, ag- regarding that, I have no arguments. Because I already said I agreed with Cyrus so and So it's a choice. I agree it's a choice, Your Cyrus in stand-up is not even a point now. I already said I agreed. Okay, then explain me Ranveer Shore and Vinay Patak. Well, Ranveer Shore and Vinay Patak, I was not thinking along these lines when it, came to, when it came to these guys because I was just thinking of how interesting their uh, graph has been. Hmm. That they started out as these VJs who were obviously good at what they did. And they knew how to great at what they did, in fact. They knew they knew how to put out a good show and they knew how to really entertain. Uh, their audience but from there they go on to become uh really good actors you know like from from out of left field it's just they start acting they get opportunities to act as leading men in movies even though they were smaller budget or whatever but they showed how good of um 
actors they are like how good then actors they are then why didn't they become mainstream commercial actors well that's a, obviously that's again it's a niche thing what the the content there was not push that much push behind it that's again how bollywood functions was different but i just was thinking like how amazing it is that these two guys who started up showing themselves of showing, showing themselves as being really good at comedy and then they leave that and they show themselves now to be really good actors and really like uh, some of their work like ranveer shore's work in mithya and vinay patak's work in manorama 6 feet under it just stands out for me because i don't think i can get that same thing anywhere else so no, yeah. I, i no argument on that uh, i think uh, see this also goes back to that point where you know people have a good comic sense right mm. they have a very good understanding of the dark side you like it or not emotions Emotion, emotionality yeah, or the, the finer aspects of yeah, human yeah. behavior right yeah. because i think uh, uh, it was told by dave chapel uh, where he says that comics have this need to go that place right yeah to make them more immune to the darker aspects of you know people or or life mm-hmm. so that they can neutralize it and make fun of it right right so and hey adding to being comic you know the adding to be good comics mm-hmm. all three of them that you mentioned that is cyrus ranveer vinay all three of them are great readers mm-hmm. they're big readers Mm-hmm. they have a very good command on literature in general mm-hmm. the roots are super strong right and all this when you put it in one shell right it makes them capable of a lot more things than a normal guy who is focusing only on acting would be capable of mm-hmm. right like for instance i think in um uh i think it was in bheja fry or there was another movie i keep forgetting that it was a movie of where vinay patak and lara datta are traveling And oh yeah, 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 yeah. I go. I, I remember that. They're movie. in the riots, and yeah, all yeah. things keep going on. Yeah. And Lara Dutta is relatively at that point. She was she she did pretty well till that sense. I mean, she did decent movies or whatever. I mean, she she was commercially viable. That's how I probably put it. She she was always decent. Yeah, she was a good decent actress. You know, it it, it never broke the illusion like it was not a, a horrifying like Selena Jaitley. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Tanushri yeah. Dutta kind of scene, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So. so she was commercially viable mm-hmm. let's speak the movie language mm-hmm. uh and then there is vinay patak right beside her who kind of overshadows like in leaps and bounds right yeah, yeah. and then akshay kumar comes mm-hmm. and even though akshay generally if an akshay kumar is doing a guest appearance you're like oh akshay kumar came wow yeah. but you're not like ah we we want vinay on the screen mm-hmm. right so that kind of show for me those are the things where i feel oh dude okay there is so much to learn from them same thing is with a lot of other actors like arshad varsi mm-hmm. or or say saurabh shukla right mm-hmm. all these guys who predom- primarily were not actors per se arshad varsi started off as a choreographer mm-hmm. right uh, saurabh shukla was essentially a screenwriter yeah. or or scriptwriter writer, sorry yeah. writer uh, playwright i think playwright yeah. playwright he was he was the co-writer for satya also by the way yeah he was yeah. so so you know they were not mainstream actors but the fact that they are that much more smarter or you know they have that much more stronger roots mm. with literature and uh, uh, and comedy or these kind of the finer aspects of human behavior and all right mm. they end up becoming much more bigger than their surroundings yeah. right and the reason why i'm telling is because i really 
the same kind of thought that you have about Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I always had that thought with respect to Ranveer, uh, Ranveer Shore, Vinay Pathak, Rajat Kapoor, all these guys, right? Yeah. Uh, I used to think. I used to think like, okay, why are these guys not doing more movies? Like, I want to see them more. Oh, right? in the in that in their case, in that whole group of you know Rajat Kapoor and uh, Ranveer Shore, Vinay Pathak, Neha Dupia, uh, Saurabh Shukla. Neha Dupia. Yeah, Neha Dupia. Did you just say Neha Dupia in the same line of Ranveer no, Shore? No. That was their group, dude. Oh, is it? I, yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Oh, they always work together. Oh, so, yeah. So how did she must be the bad egg in the lot? No, I think maybe as a person she gets attracted more to this sort of sensibility. You know, the kind of movies they make. Okay. So I think that's why she associates. So probably, but she was always in the group basically. So what I felt when I watched this group make coming out with movies like Beja Fry or you know these uh, Mithya and all these yeah. movies. It was clear that it was not easy for them. Like they're struggling, they're pulling their teeth through this thing, right? Because the whole, um, the whole atmosphere over there hmm. is not really conducive to the content that these guys want to put out, right? So it kind of was apparent for me from beginning that these guys are kind of struggling through this, right? Right. You know, and uh, so it never felt like I never felt like why are they not making more movies? Rather, I was like. Thank God they're able to make movies, you know. And yeah, at I, least some movies. Oh yeah, thank God I'm able to see Khosla ka Gosla or uh, Mithya. Which movie was it where Rajat Kapoor was trying to crowdfund uh, crowdfund the movie? I think I I don't know the name. You funded that movie also. Yeah, right? I I mean I donated to that. Yeah, because I wanted to help. Funded uh, in the sense, yeah. not like you <laughs> became the financer and like. Yeah, he was crowdfunding. Kaya shooting Rajat. <laughs> yeah, he was crowdfunding for it. Yeah, and so I kind of chipped in, but I don't think that movie came out yet. Obviously, because. It's a lot not, of it. it's yeah, not yeah. a cakewalk for these guys. Yeah. It's extremely uphill. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, what you said about Dave Chappelle, the, what he said about going com- comedians the, have to go to that place. Yeah. It is really connecting to the art or the process of uh, creation itself or creativity. Where if you're a comic or you're a painter or you're writing a script or a screenplay or you're a podcast host or you're a podcast i mean not really that much for podcast <laughs> but uh, put it in let's take the credit <laughs> but uh, it's more like uh, you have to dig deep and you have to reach a place which is gray or it is the dark underground kind of thing yeah where things are slightly undefined and they are vague and you kind of have to poke around in the dark and uh and it's a risky job, right? You might never come back. I mean, yeah, that depends on how where you go and how deep you're going into it. But I mean, if you've been there long enough, yeah, all the great comics. Yeah. So one example that they used to describe that is if you're in a house, imagine huh. your brain as a house. There's different rooms for different purposes, but you also have a cellar, and you go there where and it's dark, and, right? Yeah. And so when you want to get something or something new. You have to take that effort to go to that out of your comfort zone because mm. the cellar, let's imagine, is dark. And cold and all kinds of shit. Yeah. And so it's uncertain, yeah. basically. So you have to go into that and then you have to poke around. And with some effort, you probably will get something new. And then when you come back up, you are a different person because you keep doing that. Basically, if you have to keep evolving or keep growing, yeah, you have to keep going to that spot where things are still uncertain about you as a person. You right. don't know what exa- where exactly you stand on something so you have to test yourself out and 
So it's basically that's what Dave Chappelle was connecting, and it connects to all, I think, creative endeavors. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, and I feel that's also one of the reasons that if somebody is in the creative field, right, mm-hmm. the best thing to do is appreciate the effort. You know. Yeah. Not to like say it. It's okay I, not to like them. Can I just say I would change it to welcome the effort. Yeah, like acknowledge. Okay, let me. Okay, whatever word I don't care. No, because the multiple st- words. When you're starting out, right? A lot yeah. of us start out with the future end product in vision, right? And we kind of want to get to it. As yeah, soon we don't as see the obvious. Yeah. You know, next step. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. True. So yeah, you can say that. Yeah, welcome the effort. Like that's the best thing that can be done. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah. So if, if because that's all they are anticipating, right? Mm-hmm. Any stand up or any actor or anybody mm-hmm. right who they just want people to like okay fine are you even seeing me they just want that eyeballs yeah because end of the day attention attention right yeah. all these guys their their drug is that whole i think like for even for me and you yeah the fact that we go on stage and do theater or do a play or whatever mm-hmm. for me it doesn't matter how long i'm there on the stage I just just want to be on the stage enough that I get like okay fine there are four people who looked at me and like clapped or laughed or right. whatever and then I'm happy I'm good to you go. You got that instant feedback for and that's something that. that you were noodling in your head. Yeah, for a it's while like now. it's a validation, right? Yeah, yeah. Of hey, will I ever be noticed or will people even like like this version of me mm. or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So for me, it is very important to understand the intent of why a person performs whatever he performs. Okay, for example, this is a conversation we had off the mic, where you will know few people who are into stand-up comedy who are just there for the fame, yeah, or an actor or a singer or whosoever, yeah, just right? Attention. Not just a, they just need that fame. It's not about perf- it's not perfecting about the, the art. Yeah, it's not yeah. about the craft. Yeah, yeah, they see that as a source of becoming famous mm-hmm. or becoming popular, mm-hmm. whatever it is that is their end goal. And if they do it, great, right? Yeah. But you, if you are a keen student of that craft, mm-hmm. right, you will not see, you'll not see class in it, or you not see. You won't watch it, basically, right? You yeah. will. He, you might, you might not be that person's audience. Yeah. Let us put it this way. Yeah. So, so it's the intent that matters for me. Now, what is the intent of a Cyrus to start a podcast? Until and unless I don't understand that. Okay, I would not know at on what scale. Uh, or or at what scale he's looking at the podcast or how is he actually approaching the podcast. And the same thing goes with the foundation of how they started it off. I agree with the logic. But then, uh, and these questions, I agree that you don't know, so they are uncertain, yes. But what are the other things that we're going to see? You know, the other things are, this is a podcast that's been going on for 500 episodes or more. Yeah, There are so many podcasts which have started and they've just gone because they couldn't keep up, correct, keep up with it. correct. So it has uh, lasted quite long. Hmm. And the other factor is that as a performer, basically, when you want to put it out there for someone to consume and react to and respond to, you always are thinking it needs to reach more people, obviously, Hmm. right? You want it to reach more people. So there is a way where it can really reach a lot more people, but that way is not being taken, which is what is... We don't know if he's taken it or not taken it. That's what I'm I saying. I can see it. I mean, in the output, it's not being taken. You know? I don't know. I don't know how you're evaluating the output. 
because I if you are evaluating the output on aesthetics of how it looks, mm-hmm. now that is subjective according to it's me. It's not about how it looks. It's about how it is being presented. You know, like how people are able to consume it, and I think this connects to a very peculiar and interesting thing about. I as, always connect peculiar people. to interesting things. Yeah, but I'm doing. I'm the one doing the connecting. So, you know. <laughs> bogus so taking free credit for no reason is not the way to win an argument okay see first of all the presence of an argument the presence of winner loser all this is what you're bringing into it by the way i'm not bringing into it at all because i'm a for competitive me, guy yeah you are and it's not a competition and you started off this podcast by offending my god always my competition you know bringing this down to the sidest topic again bringing it around is like you mentioned that uh, audience gave us feedback you know that we talked about it the feedback yeah. about length and all yeah. that and i remember i was there would we not cut it down and we have discussed off camera that we will down the line be putting up clips on youtube once we start putting out video yeah podcast yeah. we'll make individual small small clips right and also we'll leave the whole thing out there correct so it's more like it is not this or that but it is everything right you consume it how you want to consume it you know i just want to give you as many options right for your convenience right this is what i need or uh, you know which is where from cyrus yeah which is where is my difference of opinion sure good now the difference is that is our intent That's that our we intent. make it consumed by as many as possible but would it be your intent to release a podcast that goes on for 500 episodes and still you have you have the desire that this should not reach many people like it's sh- not about not reaching many people then maybe it is about i just want you know whoever makes gets connected to it organically uh-huh. that's all who i want right right like i said if we don't know the intent behind it it's all we're we're just drawing clouds in the sky right no yeah i'm i'm not saying this is it you know like no i know i, I know what, i'm i'm just trying to explain yeah. or probably try to like put you know one, connect one thing to another right it boils down to intent especially in this form of art or any creative form mm-hmm. right like if you ask why does picasso draw faces in that way like mm-hmm. why can't he paint like a proper face he can do it we don't know why he did that <laughs> like his paintings are absurd like eye is going one way ear is going one way and they get sold for millions of dollars right but picasso so, is also one of the most commercially successful artists exactly what i'm saying ever to have lived so he might have marketed in a different way for all we care cyrus might be richer than any of these guys no it's if not. we are talking about commercial as if you are valuing it at commercial value but that's the thing it's not just about him you know he currently he has a team of people who work with him for that podcast so you are like give them more job is that not give them think? more job it's like scale it up you know there is prosperity there there is potential i agree bogus bogus my point is prosperity. we do not know his intent of doing the podcast let it go for 3000 episodes i don't care i agree if his intent mm-hmm. is to just make sure that whoever wants to reach to my podcast mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. whoever is actually figuring out like for example you and me right how do we know about cyrus Pro- podcast if if he never marketed it because we go behind him right we try to follow that at least i follow i follow him aggressively mm-hmm. and if i'm not wrong i told you that he also has a podcast 
I don't remember. IBM podcast, like he has a partnership with IBM and mm. like etc. etc. Mm. So I was like, hey, because he has a podcast and he called some people. Like he called some really contemporary. He he had Biswa on his podcast. He has movie stars yeah, yeah. coming to his I mean, podcast. Ha- of course, he has a network. All kinds yeah. of things, yeah. right? So for him, for all I know, he might be looking at his podcast as a modern radio where he doesn't need to market it. And how many radio jockeys do you know today? It's hardly a handful of radio jockeys. My guess is inertia. That's my guess. Your guess is we don't know the. Well, you didn't really make a guess. You just said I mean, I'm, we don't know. I don't make guesses with Cyrus, which is the most one of the most obvious thing, obvious things you could think of. Like, of course, we don't know his intent. Yeah. So you didn't really make. Well, your guess is inertia for what? Inertia of just not changing. It's the Nokia thing, dude. Like yeah, not so, changing. So how is it hurting him? It's not hurting him. I think it is. I think there's a lot more uh, there in terms of uh, because we think that it's just. uh the difference between more money and less money but it's not that it's the difference between how much or how easily you can think up ideas and realize them because you have more resources now with you you can really take it up and that can become a hub for other people to you know follow the suit not just follow but grow themselves you know like okay. what happened with the daily show with john stewart right how many people got right. their careers because of that show you mm. know he allowed that to happen okay so i'm just saying there is so much scope there and so much promise there because honestly cyrus is um, world standard right yeah podcast that, host it's not a compromise in any give him a mic he's exactly like the top class. it is not a compromise in any way of shape or form right except his shape or form right that's the only compromise there but <laughs> you are going to a sensitive nerve bogus no, what is he going to be faced by all this nonsense no way yeah like he is not going to be faced but you know how fans work right we get faced i mean if you're fans of cyrus brocha then i have some amount of faith and confidence in their you know a sense of humor. appreciation of humor just humor yeah okay so i'm fine with that that's why but yeah it's just uh, i just see that it could really blow up and it's not blowing up and i don't want to take names but i see good quality outputs from some people their podcast which can't even call it a podcast really it's like some 15 minutes or i don't know what they're thinking they're calling and they're saying season <laughs> season 2 of episode 4 of my podcast is 18 minutes long. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, But, you know. Yeah, that's on that's, the other hand, on the other hand we have Cyrus who's who has the raw thing. He has the foundation, you know. No, I we just hope let's hope that we at some point we meet Cyrus Bocha and we can have this conversation across the table and probably get to you know get in his mind and understand or not get in his mind you know psychologists or anything but as like you know i'm just curious yeah we are, let's like how come let's address a curiosity rather yeah because i want of course only good things yeah no, no he he deserves only good things yeah yeah so and so so does uh, vinay patak and who is your favorite between ranveer shore and vinay patak see again i like both I right? can't pick one. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And the thing about uh, Vinay Patak is, I think, all-rounded, he is a really good actor. Ranveer Shore, what I noticed is he peaks in one specific area. He's more volatile, right? No, like, no. I, I mean, I've also watched uh, 
song sequence huh. where Ranveer is the hero huh. and he is participating huh. in a song sequence and the less we say about that the better <laughs> you know but that is where the illusion broke for me <laughs> but uh, when a character has to show pain right I don't know why but this guy when the character has to show pain or communicate um, conflict like mm. internal you know agony yeah this guy just kills it I mean, uh, Mithya is one example for me. And also the recent Netflix show, Hasmuk. Yeah, yeah. Where he plays a character called uh, Jimmy. Uh-huh. And, This uh, is Veerdaska thing. Veerdaska thing. Yeah. Where he plays uh, Jimmy who is uh, Hasmuk's manager. Manager. I know. And he encourages he's him to be... He's trying to get uh, him gigs and he's yeah. trying to... So even when he finds out he has a homicidal... Angle uh, to This him. thing. Yeah. He arranges for that. Like yeah. He participates and he makes it happen because... Right. he needs to my comedian has to get his mojo huh. for his show right you know so that's the angle and he's the manager who's hap- he's the clean up guy right, right right so he's actually doing a lot of hard work in the background, background. yeah and he's holding on to a lot of things by himself yeah uh because from the protagonist's angle huh. it becomes like kya yaar and he's complaining to his manager because his manager is taking care of things yeah yeah but there's no one for this guy to complain to right right you know his character is like he's so holding, everything is dumped on him yeah and he's holding on all of these holding all these strings together right and how much that has an impact on him they slowly reveal that over the course of the season huh. and uh, the way he showed that right i don't know dude any time a character has to show pain or internal conflict or something like that this guy just speaks like crazy hmm interesting you know whereas vinay patak is like everything yeah i don't know how people can i also find ranveer shore to ranveer shore to be much more he has a, a, a little edge on vinay patak in terms mm-hmm. of character development Like exactly. how Ranveer Shore can create multiple facets to a character. Oh, I don't know about in, that. In terms of body language, in terms of the voice, in terms of all this, right? Because Manorama Six Feet Under, Vinay Patak plays a town policeman hmm. who is kind of corrupt and kind of has shades of grey and all that. He's no, like, I'm not saying like that. I'm so talking about... So I'm just saying the, the way he played that role huh. is like... Again, I think these two guys are just, you know... Yeah, they, yeah. They are funny together and they're really good actors together. No, it's not also. a comparison. Yeah. But... i mean it's unfair to compare i feel but overall um you know you can't help to help but incline towards one guy right so for me like okay it's basically for me it was I like if i saw both you know like both are in one yeah, same place i know i don't know for me maybe because of how the duo worked also uh-huh. right how ranveer uh, ranveer shore and uh, vinay patak worked together right I I used to incline towards Ranveer Shore because I felt I can probably do this or probably I can also sell this. What Vinay Patak did, right? For me it was very difficult to even imagine. Okay, you know, that in way, that sense. Okay, you're relating personally. Um, yeah, right? I relate more. Okay, in, okay, okay. It's like I relate yeah, to yeah, him yeah. more. That's only because natural. yeah, Ran, uh, Vinay Patak can do multiple characters with the same face or with the same body language. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. Ranveer Shore changes the whole getup mm-hmm. right he changes his tr- his posture uh, how he walks or how he puts his face and all that right and i always found that easier to get into a character i change the superficial things and automatically things happen yeah but, but there are few actors like Irfan Khan also is one of those guys mm. who doesn't change much 
in terms of body language or the personality mm-hmm. but you still make out the difference yeah i could never figure that out like i seriously could parish ravel is another example of a guy who can get into the body of like he'll change his dialect his voice his his how he dresses up and all that yeah and you see that yeah if if i can get all that uh-huh. i can also pull it off uh-huh. but with irfan khan or like uh, you know vinay pathak um om puri right. om puri was another big example where he never changes voice he never changes get up nana per se partaker. nana pateker right uh, but you still could make out this is such a different character mm. than what he did in another movie or another movie that for me is like top class act like i i can't figure out how they do Kota. that i mean the multiple examples Kota, but i'm sure. giving more generic examples so people yeah. can relate yeah of course but uh, what i noticed was there seemed to be two different kind of uh, not two just not just two but two of the different kinds of acting yeah is one is people act with their face and yeah. their emotions and their expressions and all that right there are other people who act with their bodies yeah and uh, it doesn't seem to the face doesn't seem to twitch a lot but you know the body is doing all kinds of things is doing all kinds of things and yeah. you kind of make out like okay how is yeah. this guy feeling and yeah. they seem to project that out so strongly right that uh, some people they do it such a they do it so well it's almost like shape shifting yeah yeah you know it's like he's changing their appearance and changing our perception of their usual appearance right. and demeanor through just their craft you know another example in terms of leads mm-hmm. of, of a similar thing right mm-hmm. govinda is one who's more like changes everything he changes right? he can suddenly. make those voices yeah, he can yeah, make yeah. all that and with a similar comic impact akshay kumar acts with almost the same thing mm-hmm. like you don't see a lot of change in akshay kumar physically right right but the he makes his subtle changes in how he walks or how he talks or how he like gives his expressions and all mm. he can take he can portray himself as the dumbest guy in the movie to probably the smartest guy in the movie mm-hmm. in one go mm-hmm. right that that i find to be very tricky to do like i don't know also maybe because i've not acted as much as these guys obviously yeah uh, but but yeah. even to understand how they go about it I just can't wrap my head around. That's what I have always thought. Which is good acting is good acting. It's great. Yeah. But some people take it to the level where it almost looks like you're. It uh, becomes elusive. You're like a chameleon. Yeah. You yeah. just change in front of my eyes. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't relate to you acting in front of camera. Right. And how you're behaving. Otherwise. Otherwise. Yeah. I can never seem to connect that. Yeah. And yeah, some it just uh, it's really interesting how some people. Uh, that good they act with their body yeah. when we sure again like pain internal conflict my god that guy kills it uh, you know mithya is you really feel for the guy hmm yeah the protagonist and he that's really why i always felt the actors who can make you hate them mm-hmm. on screen oh, yeah, yeah. are like the best actors yeah obviously right? yeah, making the people love them is easy i feel i mean like whichever way thing with ranveer shore or my way of why i have that inclination personally is because when ranveer shore played with the character mm-hmm. in a more physical way mm-hmm. it made for me it was easier to understand how he is going about it mm-hmm. right like in beja fry for example he is the strict income tax officer mm. right and uh, but the thing is is you know how he put like uh, like puts his chin in and kind of makes that whole persona that like he physically represents strictness mm. right and 
and he goes about his work and then you see him sacred games and you just see a completely different person in terms of the body language itself but remind me of the character in sacred games he is the guy who scaring around the bomb season 1 or 2 two? Two, 2 oh i haven't watched 2 okay, okay. so mm-hmm. basically he's like the brain child of that whole bomb and all okay okay um uh, and he's working for whosoever is the you know ring leader or whatever right. uh he's the execution man okay right? got it so and he's just like this smoking is like chimney smoker chain smoker chain smoker right. and he has his own family mm-hmm. and he's doing it for the greater good that's what he's brainwashed with right and his job is like no matter what happens i'm going to execute this right mm-hmm. it's almost no dialogues he has no dialogues no dialogues okay. almost no probably about like in the whole season probably he'll have 10 or 15 dialogues that, at the max that would suit him really well actually yeah. Yeah, yeah and you would not like if you knew the ranveer shore of the sketch comedies he did exactly. you would not see that ma wow. i don't know where we started and but it feels like we ended yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like there's a silence that hit upon us where we are like okay we have told all we can Yeah so basically it's just that these guys it's great to see them still in action the three guys that we talked about yeah and we hope they are in action for the longer time way longer time yeah and i really hope uh exposure and uh, you know the decentralization of uh, producing your own media or producing mm-hmm. your own things it gets more and more easier yeah and cheaper mhm and so that this whole middleman stuff is out and all their call it nepotism call it this call it that whatever it is but basically that whole nonsense no see the bottom line is this guys that whole nonsense goes out the window soon and you know you have straight from artist you have for the audience yeah, you I know yeah i think the bottom line is this this thing hasn't really picked up yet it's still in the process yeah yeah podcasts in india it's not really yeah. a thing yet but hopefully we catch some of that early mover advantage hopefully some, yeah hopefully some of that uh ladder you know some of that uh, froth yeah because guys we just want to reiterate we don't floss we don't floss never saying that bogus yeah that's the most of... interesting segment mhm what is that the parcel section the parcel section I tell me, hey, take it. Token forty-two. What have you ordered today, Bogus? Sorry, brute. This is the height of <laughs> narcissism that I've just experienced, where you addressed everybody in the room. Yeah, as you. You think I'm looking at you, but actually, I prefer to look at my own imaginary reflection. I know, I know. Right next to you, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is better. This is a much better English. When I realized that, I yeah. learned the art of seeing through you. Oh wow it's intense and also mm-hmm. answering your primary question yes i have bought an amazing parcel okay it's mm-hmm. a very uncanny one mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately it's it's not well known it's a cult mm-hmm. but it's not well known um again not commercially successful but after it kind of got out of status it became like a huge deal and everybody has like started following it a lot especially in us The movie's name it's a movie okay the movie's name is Oscar okay mm-hmm. now it was directed by John Landis and the cast is Sylvester Stallone in the lead 
there Kirk Douglas who uh, who has acted as his father Michael Douglas's father Michael Douglas's father who acted as Silver Stallone's father in the movie right. and it's Marisa Tomei's uh first movie debut. that she ever debut mm-hmm. and there are a few other guys who I have to look up I don't know where, where is the list That's okay you can just uh, Yeah the so the basic plot is very interesting okay right. firstly the whole movie happens in one house Mm-hmm. Okay so my Silvester Stallone I'm giving you the premise I'm not going to go into the details because I really want you to you guys to watch it. So Silvester Stallone is this huge big ass don mm. okay who's running his own mafia and he's got like rivals and everything and he's like the guy who's being chased by the police and the rivals are trying to kill him and so many things are happening. Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with he making a promise to his dad that he'll go straight he leave all this okay you know, for these times illegals. you have to explain going straight yeah. going straight is he'll going to stop all illegal activities right and he's going to become a fair guy like mm-hmm. he's going to become like an ethical guy and uh, live his rest of the life by the rules right and uh, so now he's trying to figure out what has to be done but the word doesn't go out yet that he's like he's going straight right right so his character name is um, Angelo Prevolone mm-hmm. snaps okay because he snaps for everything right right so the scene is this the the whole premise is set in the 1930s or whatever and he the day starts and he's trying to go straight so he's trying to put all his money in the bank and make a bank rich or become a banker of some sort or whatever whatever while the rival is trying to figure out why is there no activity from you know Angelo Prevolone or Snaps and then the police is thinking they are like kind of stalking his house and trying to figure out what is happening in the house and all that mm-hmm. but what actually is happening in the house is he's trying to figure out his domestic problems right so there's a guy who comes to his house and says like I want to marry your daughter okay. who is the accountant of this guy right so he gets all offended and like you're an accountant why the fuck are you like how how can you even come and ask for my daughter's hand mm-hmm. and as on the same note he's trying to get ready for the banker conversation who are going to come later in the day okay right so it's a it's it's a beautiful concept of you know comedy of errors mm-hmm. right all happens in one set that is you know silvester stallone's home and uh, how it ends is also really funny and just to like no i'm not going to reveal it mm-hmm. but that's the story oscar is the name of the movie it came in 1991 directed by john landis So search for Oscar it's there on YouTube you can check it out you get the whole movie it's a beautiful movie uh if you have a good taste for say like a dry humor or like situational comedy you should actually go check it out Awesome Oscar Oscar guys Okay so for my uh what I'm getting today is a movie made in 1982 called Blade Runner Oh okay Ooh. so i'm not it's been a while since i've watched this movie so I, i don't remember all the details but i'm going to give you what i remember you know the effect this movie had i hope hopefully that encourages you to go watch it because in the whole uh, sci-fi genre of movies blade runner is considered to be one of the um milestones and it was very influential for many reasons that I'll get into. So the director of this movie was Ridley Scott and if you know Ridley Scott 
he's definitely one of the more visual filmmakers out there and that you get to see when this movie opens on future 2020 las vegas so sorry not las vegas um los angeles 2020 that's what i was thinking so this movie was made in 82 so the future was like 2020 so it opens on a nighttime city okay hmm. skyscape and the city is glistening you know like it looks epic it looks massive and there's lights small small lights it's just twinkling in the night and there's huge structures like almost like pyramids you know along the skyscape and you open with that shot and you think wow this is the future it looks so amazing it just looks next level and then the camera goes into the city to show you the details so what you saw was just the from an vantage point yeah. but when you got close to it you you're seeing skyscrapers almost incredibly tall skyscrapers and the whole face of the buildings are like uh ads are being projected onto the entire building's face and it's like a giant screen now where you're seeing ads for coke and all these things so you get an idea of the culture it is that capitalistic yeah and when you go close to it the buildings are almost all in decay Hmm. and in the there are no proper roads hmm. it's all wet and grimy yeah. and it is so congested and it is so cramped out that you see that people on the ground level are actually living like dogs but then there are just huge buildings everywhere right yeah. which is where totally different lifestyle is going on right so this is the city that he opens with and this is a time civilization where they got advanced enough to make ai robots yeah and give them their own consciousness yeah but eventually they start improving hmm. self you know evolving and they get to a stage where they're considered to be a threat now like they may take over because these ai bots were doing things for human race like traveling to far off planets like light years right and then coming back right and then giving giving the information intelligence and, right. intelligence and all that stuff so and their experiences were so vast that they were evolving much faster than us right they started becoming a threat right so they used to in their police force they had a group of agents called replicants hmm. and uh, sorry no they called the uh, blade runners hmm. the ai you ro- change the name of the movie only the ai robots hmm. are called replicants hmm. and there are versions like version 6 version 7 version right. 9 so harrison ford who is the hero in this movie is a blade runner hmm. his job is to hunt down these replicants right and uh, so that they are not a threat to the human civilization right and basically the people who made these replicants are like a billion billionaire trillionaire hmm. kind of company called Tyrell Corporation hmm. and the head of that guy the ceo he's like an old guy but he's the mad genius who made this created stuff. this whole stuff so right. he has his own um narcissistic delusions hmm. where he is now like a god in his own eyes right right you know and so he is thinking about these concepts hmm. like oh i'm creating life and so he's really lost his yeah. this thing so he's gone cuckoo he's gone cuckoo you know and uh, one of the replicants the robots is a guy who's the villain hmm. and he is i forgot his name but uh, rudger hauer played this character and he's such a brilliant guy 
like you know he's completely evolved he's been to places and he's done things that he, people can't even imagine right and he can't come to terms with the fact that these people when they were created they were given very short lives of lifespans right automatically as a fail safe huh. tyrell corporation limited their life right. when there was no reason for it to and it was like 40 45 or something right. so that it's not threatening to humans right you know and he depending on the capability of himself hmm. he was frustrated like he was he he seeing his death approaching in code right basically he knows he's going to turn off right so he wants to protest against that so he's going to form a mutiny against he escapes from prison huh. or something like that and then he is going to tyrell corporation hmm. to meet his maker right and have that conversation with his god right why did you limit my life right what gives you the right right you know so the whole movie revolves around the themes of what is a human being what is your consciousness what is your identity truly right, right. are you your body or you know all those kinds right, of things right and what does it mean to create life huh. you know and what what does it mean to be in that situation right have the power to like yeah and can you really say that they are artificial and they are not natural if they start self evolving right and they start expressing their own yeah so what does that tell you about your place right what does that tell you about you and how can you say they are artificial and they are not they don't have a soul you know mm. or can you say they don't have a soul so these are the concepts that this movie trips around with and it is so amazing it is a also because of the art design they really designed the place to look like grungy and beautiful from far the cinematography ridley scott's imaginative because he he does everything in storyboards right so he's had the whole movie in on paper hmm. before he even started shooting the first frame so it is an amazing movie in terms of aesthetics philosophy sci-fi and brilliant acting and uh, the cyberpunk genre which is that genre of movies right and the other thing i would say is there are around seven versions of this movie so if anyone who's interested in watching this movie i would say go for the director's cut that's the best version there is one director's cut that ridley scott himself cut and that is the one you want to watch and the other thing i want to say about this movie is it has unarguably for me at least the best soundtrack ever for a movie and the soundtrack for this movie was composed by a greek composer is that your ringtone no no then no. it's not like the best soundtrack if the if it is the the best soundtrack you uh-huh. have to make it your ringtone no but the, it's not like a peppy thing that it just in 15 seconds you get the whole thing it's just slow like it it's a synth wave kind of thing it in, builds up intensity no i don't care the reason it's, it's not your ringtone not the best soundtrack yeah you can't use that practice for a ringtone it's just like saying have a pink floyd song for a ringtone it yeah. doesn't make sense you can no we don't need no education that part you can cut and keep no i mean that's that's not the whole experience you're of you're lazy bogus that's what you are huh okay come on so basically this guy vangeli he was a composer he is a composer greek composer but he composed this whole thing by himself and it is synth sounds it is very futuristic but the whole soundtrack man the way he worked with it and musically i feel hmm. this guy is close to ilai raja oh in the sense that it's a strong claim yeah in the sense that when let's say the musical area that ilai raja touches 
obviously is distinct like not yeah. many people go there right he has his own thing his yeah. own place so i feel like vangeli is a guy from like a brother from another mother mm-hmm. who whose creativity or musical sense is kind of it goes to the same place or the same general area yeah as ilai raja right and so for me that's why he's i just consider i've got a question one of the best um do you even watch this movies or do you just keep reading about what's happening in the background no i watch them yeah oh but at, so at what point do you start reading about this unnecessary information so this was what i did in my entire engineering basically watch mm-hmm. a movie read upon it or research it mm-hmm. then watch a movie read, read upon mm-hmm. it research it mm-hmm. that's all i was doing mm-hmm. so i find it very interesting mm-hmm. but uh, yeah guys there is a youtube clip um which is the whole soundtrack start to finish for blade runner it's easy to find um you can find it in the description of this podcast yeah we'll add it and but i'm telling you guys the the movie has to be watched for so many things it is yeah. the visuals it is the sound the music the if not anything else guys you and the philosophy yeah also yeah and most importantly the fact that you put yourself through this whole description of the movie please go watch it please. yeah i mean now you have to like what's yeah. the point of ge- hearing this much and yeah. not watching it yeah please just go in fact don't even come till this point just the moment he says the name of the movie go watch it watch it immediately so bogus that was amazing that's so that's the, the end of the eighth episode guys this is the thai gap podcast subscribe and share hey thanks for listening you can follow this podcast on spotify to get notified of new episodes every thursday we're also on apple podcast for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit If you liked what you heard leave us a five star rating and a comment say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog a rating and a comment really helps us out it's free and i'm told that's a great price but enough about us huh tell us about yourself leave us a comment our twitter is @thigap and we are _thigap on instagram